friends, welcome to Life Made Full. This podcast is centered around business, faith, and family, three areas that are dear to our heart. If you are a business owner in ministry, own a family business, or you have a family, join us today around our family table to discuss these topics and more. All right, let's go. Welcome back to Life Made Full. I'm Micah, Doug, and Christy. And we are so glad that you're tuning in for another episode of our podcast. So, Doug, <laughs> I always love it. I love it, love it, love it, love it. We have no clue what we're going to talk about. But it's the obvious with your jersey. Um, what's what's being... She, she probably don't even still know what's going on, but that's why she's... <laughs> I do, wait a minute. So, Doug, what's what's exciting in your life right now? Or should I say the sports? I don't know. what Whatever the sports language is, whatever it is. Oh, my God. Cincinnati. The Bengals. <laughs> AFC championship. <laughs> so, oh, what's that mean? <laughs> that means they're one game away from being well, in the Super Bowl. Well, I know Bowl. that because I know your dad's like super, super excited about it as well. So this is like a big deal, like huge deal. Well, yeah, absolutely. Have they ever won the Super Bowl? They have not. They've been. <laughs> I <laughs> They've been to the Super Bowl twice. That was not a dig by no means. I honestly could not remember if they've ever gone to the Super Bowl. Because I had your dad, I was, at, I was like asking him some questions like, why is this such a big deal for the Bengals? Now, the year you were born, did they go to the, was that the year they went to the Super Bowl? I believe so, yeah. Yes, the year you were born. They went. They did go Super Bowl. I think Bowl. it was yep. 82 and 89, wasn't it? Yep. I think I just looked it up, yeah. Yeah, well, wait, yeah, you were born 88, but it was, what, March or something like that of 89 or? I, I, it was probably like that season is what. Yeah, I know. Something, anyway. Yeah. Yes, it was that season. So yes. it's a big deal. So shout out, I guess, to all the Cincinnati Bengal fans. Like, this is, I guess, a big deal. So yeah, they broke a lot of. Oh, okay. So uh, let's talk about this. So the quarterback, <laughs> what's his name? Joe Burrow. Okay. I, I only knew because your dad said that he played for the, not this, oh gosh, Buckeyes. Is that correct? He played a couple of years for the Buckeyes, but, but he never they... started. And then he transferred to LSU. Okay. So did he actually play for the Buckeyes? He was on the roster. I don't know what that means, but your dad, this is what your dad said. He said that they never, he was always on the bench. They never played him. Well, yeah, but we had other quarterbacks that were just as good at that time. <laughs> yeah, but look now. I mean, seriously, look now. Well, so, yeah, but they had a quarterback at that time that, that won, that won big too. So. Well, I, well, when your dad was telling me, I was like, well, they, they, they lost out on a good one. No. If they would have played him, maybe. No, I don't no, know. I'm just they had thinking. a good one. That's not what I was talking about. I was just saying that Cincinnati hadn't won a playoff game in 30 years. So he broke that. And then they had never won a road Do you think game. he was overlooked when he was playing for the Buckeyes? No. Oh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just asking. <laughs> just asking. <laughs> What's he overlooked? He never got to play. Mm-mm. Okay. All right. But this year he's made a name. He he is he has placed his mark. One hundred percent on what he's capable of doing. <laughs> All right. What about you, Christy? Catch us up to speed in your world a little bit. I feel like it's been, and it has been. It's been. Uh, we did miss an episode. 
Yeah, that's because I. You were. Went on my trip. He was gone, and it and it ended trip across the country. <laughs> yep. And life is just busy with you and the new baby, our new little ocean, JoJo. It's not JoJo. Mookie. <laughs> These are all the, I call her Jojo, Papa calls her Mookie. Her name is Ocean. And her baby, middle name's Ava. Baby. So yes. I don't know where he ever got Jojo. <laughs> Ava Baby Cakes. We call her Ava Baby Cakes. Ava, Ava Pancake. Ocean Pancake. Ocean <laughs> Pancakes for me. Somebody said that poor baby's not going to know her name. She nope. is not even She will answer to all of them. Watch and see. I think Mookie, though, is kind of, you know where that's, you know where that came from? No. <laughs> Your dad calls no her idea. Mookie. All right, so listen to this. King of Queens. Shout like King of Queens is like they they I wish King of Queens was still like but anyway, so King of Queens, when Doug um had that baby that he was watching, and Carrie comes in and says, Whose baby is this? And what's her name? And he's like, I don't know, I've just been calling her Mookie. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's where we got Mookie. I don't know. Anyway, it's funny. So tell us about what's going on in your world, Christine. Just <laughs> same thing. Just still momming it. Balance life. Yep. Yeah, because <laughs> you know. So so baby girl is three months old now, mm-hmm. and uh, you know owning the family business as we do, as many of you already know that about us. Um, you came back to work quite early. <laughs> Two weeks early. <laughs> Two weeks, you, was she really back two weeks after? Honestly, God, I'm, 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 mm-hmm. I, so two weeks after you were back. Yeah, well, I just t- working from home. Yeah, but I took back over the phones and girls and schedules and <laughs> emails and everything. So Did we, did we like throw you the phone and say, here, you can have it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we're not going to quite, here it's yours. <laughs> pretty much. We Did we ask, are you ready for the phones back yet? No, no, <laughs> no. it's one thing. No, there, there's not much sympathy. It's, it's you got this. Hey, you are a strong individual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whose daughter are you it's your anyhow? Favorite reverse psychology there. <laughs> I used to play where reverse you, psychology. You build, yeah, if you build them up. If anybody can handle this, it's you. No, and I do this. mean that. I do really do mean that. I do mean it. But I did, man. I did play you guys, didn't I? Reverse psychology a lot growing up. Yeah, until we figured it out. <laughs> when it didn't work anymore. <laughs> so balance and motherhood and the workload yeah. and just um all the things I know that that that's got to be somewhat difficult I I do mm-hmm. I do realize that um so let's yeah, talk about a little bit of a taste yes I did <laughs> <laughs> your overnight adventure yeah so I kept um the three overnight she had got her husband Malachi cat is it cat's tickets mm-hmm so, but I did have, I did have time to prepare for that. It was a couple months and, um, but yes, I did keep all three and it was quite difficult, <laughs> quite difficult. Yep. I do not miss those days <laughs> at all. <laughs> so, yeah. um, all right. So up and con- our up and coming conference is, mm-hmm. uh, Saturday, the 29th. Yep. Are y'all excited about that? you really don't have I mean you're just you do all the back end stuff like yeah. you make us look good you make us sound good 
you do all of the things that you do. So you really, there's no pressure on you at all. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So Chrissy, um, how are you prepping? Are you getting ready for the conference? Are you getting a little excited? Yeah. I'm getting maybe a little nervous, but. Really? Yeah, a little bit. Hmm. It dawned on me that it was this Saturday. It's Saturday. It's coming up. So I was excited and I'm so excited. It's not that I'm not excited. It's of course. Then those nerves set in and then it's like, oh This yeah. is going to be oh actually yeah, your, happening. <laughs> your, your first speaking mm-hmm. event, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I yeah. think so. I was trying to think back, but yeah, I don't, nothing like this. That's for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've been pre- preparing for that. Mm-hmm. Actually, um, there are no seats left, which was a big, that like, that's a big deal. You know, obviously this first one, we had to limit it because, you know, when I said Life Made Fool is going on the road, I knew Life Made Fool was going on the road. I wasn't for sure exactly all the states, which I know now, FYI, just letting you know. <laughs> I know now there's going to be five states, Ohio, Texas, mm-hmm. Phoenix, Florida, and I'm not giving the fifth one away yet. But there are five states that I already know. Anyway, so we did have to limit the first one just because it was last minute. And so, you know, obviously nerves are set in and you're thinking, okay, you know, it's a business conference. Uh, I mean, and, and so I was getting messages, Micah, I'm not particularly a business owner. I'm in ministry. Can I come? And would I, would I gain value? Absolutely, you will. 100%. So this conference was built towards women in business ministry and I say we say motherhood but I know that what I'm going to be speaking on in particular is women in business and ministry and I know you're going to bring the balance Mm -hmm. and all of that to the table but anyway so I was a little nervous and you said well what I said well what if like nobody shows up (laughs) and you said and do you remember saying that? Yeah. And because in that moment, I thought, you know what? You're right. You are absolutely right. So I believe that God allowed us to test the waters, find our rhythm in this first one before we actually go to these bigger states. That's on, I mean, Texas for the love of everything. Texas, which I love Texas. Oh, I love Texas. I'm a Texas girl. I, all they would have to do is literally tell me, let's move. And I'm not kid you not. I would be in Texas like that. I would sell out in a minute to move to Texas. Mm -hmm. I I would. I absolutely. Well, I say that. Of course, if God said, no, you're not, I would not. But I don't, I, you know, God's and his word says that he'll give us our heart's desires. (laughs) Yeah. And I would love to live in Texas. All right. So anyway. What y'all want to talk about today? See, I just had that southern. What y'all want to talk about today? Yeah. As soon as you talk about Texas. It's not usually there, but as soon as you talk about Texas. I love it. I love the heat. I love Texas. I just do. I just do. So what do y'all want to talk about? I think it would be good. I know that you've kind of shared with me and I know Douglas your word of the year and oh yes all that so did you get a word of the year i did 
we did. Can we mm-hmm. talk about that too? Maybe. Or is we'll it see. just did you get a word of the year, Douglas? <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> He didn't didn't search. search. He didn't search. search. You know what? Honestly, though, I did shout out our pastors, uh, uh, Pastor Chris and Kristen. I did shout them out on this because honestly, in serving God, you know, uh, oh gosh, 26 years now. Yeah, 26 years now. And serving him, I never was really introduced to, you know, searching or asking God to give you a word for the year. That was very unfamiliar territory for me until mm-hmm. I came under their leadership, which has been about three, three years ago, four years ago, somewhere around there. It's when we moved here. But anyway, so I really, that was very foreign to me. Like when people are saying like, ask God for a word over you, I thought, hmm. Well, that's, that, that sounds great, but how do you do that? But anyway, so anyway, I started asking God and I got a word the last two years, but this year, the word, it dawned on me, well, God, I haven't really asked you for a word. Um, you know, what, what could be my word for 2022, right? And y'all know, there's that y'all again, 2022, <laughs> that's triple. Like that's triple. Think about that. Seriously. There's a lot to that. There is a lot to, it's a triple digit year. Mm-hmm. There's three twos in that. Anyway, we mm-hmm. won't get into that. But anyway, my word of the year. So when I started um, thinking, well, wait a second, I don't have a word of the year. So I started asking God, to give me a word and nothing was really coming. Mm-hmm. It really was. And I thought, well, maybe I'm not going to get one. Mm-hmm. But then I was sitting at my desk and just out of literally the blue, God dropped a word into my spirit. Mm-hmm. And it was the word flourish. And I thought, oh, well, that's kind of, you know, anybody can get that word. You know, like we, we, we think we know what that word is. I, you know, flourish. Yeah, we know what that means. We're flourishing. Everything we do is going to, you know, everything we touch is going to prosper, you know, all these things. But when I started searching, I thought, well, that's very generic. Mm-hmm. I did. That was, I mean, I really to think that anybody could come up with that word. Anybody like could pull that word. Yeah. Okay. God gave you word flourish. Okay. Yeah. That's very surface. And the more that I'm digging into myself, the more that, um, the more I'm in business, the more that I am in a leadership position, the more that I'm asked to speak, the more that I want everything that I do, I want it to have depth to it. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, well, Lord, that's just very generic. I, I the word for, like, like what there's gotta be a deeper meaning to that. So I went on a search and what the word flourish means is to make a tidal wave movement. And so when I read that, I was mm-hmm. like, that's it. Yeah. That's what God's trying to say in this hour and 2022 for life made full, for our family, for micro race, all the things is you're going to make a tidal wave movement. Mm-hmm. And man, I tell you what, I grabbed a hold of that and I said, that's it. Yeah. That is what we're going to do. And so we're not going to sit well with everybody. And when we, so when, you know, when you are doing business different, just remember that you're not going to set well with everyone and it's okay because when you come in, people's going to know that you walked into a room and, and, and they should, 
So what was your word? Because I could say more on that, but let's get to your word. <laughs> um, well, mine was, I don't know, I, I guess it is a word, but I feel like that it's more like it. I don't know. If, I guess you wouldn't call that a change either, but either way. Um, and it's not, it's not that I don't like know who I am because I know that I know who I am at this You're point. You're Chrissy I'm, Jones. Right. Yeah. <laughs> at this point in my life, I, I know who I am, but I know that we have a, I, I guess, and, and I think everybody does it. Like we had, you know, some friends over this weekend and that's what I was talking to some of them about. And I know that we all do it is we put our careers and even being a mother and different things like that, all those titles on us mm -hmm. and we think that that's our identity and it dawned on me that I was thinking I was thinking about like my, my daughter Lexi I was thinking how if if she's out and and right now her her dream is one to become the president <laughs> which would be awesome or yes. the second thing is a zookeeper <laughs> and so like obviously I don't know what she's going to do necessarily when she grows up but let's just for say let's just say that she's going to be her zookeeper when she gets older and I was thinking if I ever seen her out and somebody said who is that I would never say oh well she's a zookeeper no because that's not her identity her identity is that she's my daughter and that's what I would say I would say that's my daughter and I think that that's how God looks at us is you know, he's not looking at me as a business owner, as a mother, as, you know, and all those things, of course, bring us purpose, you know, but it's not our identity. Mm -hmm. And I think that God's just really going to lay a foundation and separate my identity from, you know, w what I do in life. That's and really I think good. that he's just going to really show me. So I guess my word would be identity, but I didn't want that taken in the context of I don't know who I am. And, ma and maybe I... I know who I am, but maybe there is even a deeper part that maybe I really don't know in Christ. And so, um, so yeah, I'm excited for God to show me, show me that. So absolutely. I love that. Um, you know, I think that our world has an identity crisis. Oh yeah. I, I, I believe they, uh, that it, there's a, this identity crisis that is just running rampant. And like you said, you know, you know who you are, but I can say for certainty with me, um, you know, every day I'm learning more about myself and I'm sure that you two are as well mm, yeah. about yourself. You're probably learning new things about me that maybe you didn't really know about me. I do feel that every day we should be stretching and we should be growing. My life motto has been literally, this is honest to God's truth. Um, the past several years, I have said that I don't want one day to go by that I don't learn something new, mm -hmm. whether that's a new word, whether that is, you know, something, you know, it, that, it, that I've read a new book, um, broaden my vocabulary, whatever it is, I feel like, the more that we stretch ourselves, the more that God can tap into that. Maybe he is going to show you something about your identity that you didn't even realize was yeah. there. Maybe there's going to be a gift inside of you that he's going to begin to unwrap mm -hmm. that you are going to be so shocked that you didn't even know it was there. Yeah. And, and so this identity crisis that is just out there, mm -hmm. I, I believe that it's only going to um, increase 
And the more that we, the more that we, you know, the Bible says that when we draw close to God, God will draw close to us. Mm-hmm. We are creatures by habit. And so if we make it our life's mission that we're going to draw close to God and mm-hmm. in return, he will draw close to us and open up those hidden parts of us. Yeah. And, and every day we're going to learn something new about ourselves. What about you? And going back to that on a, on a lighter note, when you said Lexi's going to be president, the other day I was at, at your house talking to the boys. Do you remember that? And they're both going to be NFL players. So I was like, wow, I'm going to have NFL players. I am going to have a president Mm -hmm. and Bentley's still trying to figure out what, what he's, what, what he, He, what he's doing. When I talked to him, he says that there's (laughs) the last time I talked to him, he said, there's so much he could do. He said, there's just so much I could do. He said, I could become a firefighter. I could become a police officer. He said, I would really like to be in the military. I would. So, but all of his stuff like lines up to be in some sort of like, you know, like hero in a sense of military firefighter very true and and but that just i mean we could let's let's pause there just for a second because there's a lot to be said about that Mm -hmm. it's childlike faith and the bible says about childlike faith like he thinks oh well i want to be a firefighter i want to be a cop i want to be in the military i want to be president i want to be an nfl an fl star Mm -hmm. like they the funny thing about the my boys is they don't even say it's like they're it's going to happen mm-hmm. it, to them it doesn't even it's, it's not, not an it's, option exactly that it's, it's not, not it's they don't say like what if i become it's it, everything has been um well when when i am an nfl player dad are you going to come to all my games like things <laughs> like that <laughs> it's like when it happens not if it happens it's right pretty, right right um but I the, hope they never lose that confidence. That, like well, even yeah. as a teenager, you know, Don't, if but they you keep think that. about that. What happens? So what happens between them and this childlike faith to where when we begin to grow as an adult and go, you know, and, mm-hmm. and where we're at right now, what if we could just keep that and 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 just engulf that? that mentality of that childlike faith that the sky's the limit. You can literally do anything that you set your mind to do. Mm -hmm. The only person who limits you is you. That's it. You. There isn't anything that you can't do. It's the lack of confidence to get you to there. But like the boy, like, it's not if. It's, are you coming to my games, dad? Are you going... I mean, are you coming? And then Lexi told me that when she becomes president, I'm going to have my own room in the White House. <laughs> she told me, I'm, like, like, I'm not kidding you. She said that to me. And she's like, and you're going to have your own room. I'm like, okay. My bags will be packed, ready to go. <laughs> so what happens in them, the, the stops in between childhood and, you know, adulthood, what happens? Our identity. Mm-hmm. It's like I, the identity crisis that I got to form and sound like everybody else. I got to, you know, do what everybody else is doing. I made a post. Um, what what exactly? Because I sent it to you. I said, you got to make this for me because he does all that stuff for me. <laughs> I've tried to learn and I just can't figure it out. And I'll send him stuff like at nine o'clock at night. And 
You told me last night I was sending him stuff. He's like, are you like on this late night binge <sighs> kind of thing? I said, are you a night owl now? Are you a night owl now? <laughs> I'm like, I just got out of a coaching group. I'm me, wired. Me and Christy were just talking about it. It's just been late phone calls He's a like, lot does lately. mom call you at 10 o'clock at night? <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, so that, that what, what what exactly did it say? Which I one? Like, the one I just yeah, said? Yeah, 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 yeah. The one I just said, because I believe that this identity crisis that's so rampant. You don't so fit rampant, in because your calling's higher? You don't fit in because your calling is higher. And so what I mean by that is stop trying to fit in. Like, just quit. Like, God has you here. Maybe God wants you in this particular lane, in this particular time, for a reason. And so you're calling, you're never supposed to fit in. Your calling's higher than that. And so you got to start seeing yourself at that level. And again, it goes back to identity mm -hmm. and believing that you are supposed to be on the platform that you're on. You have every right to be there. You may not have all the things and, and, and know all the things yet, but you will. And once we stop just trying to fit in, just quit. I was thinking about that this morning, and I'll just tell you, is it okay what I just say what I put on post? It's all right. I'm just going <laughs> to say it. Because, you know, in 2022, I, I've always been a very bold person. But I, I think in 2022, I think I'm going to be, like, it's going to be more no holds bar. I'm like not saying I don't have a filter because I do. I do. I think before I, I do you, I, you're, you know, I'm laughing because I'm thinking, oh, this is if this is the filtered version, then we can't imagine what real <laughs> real life is in your head. Then <laughs> the energy levels and the, the energy is high. And and, you know, somebody told me somebody is helping me with uh some writing and uh she said you're like you, you have a very like dynamic personality and she's literally just met me and i'm thinking is it really that like but it is i'm passionate i'm passionate so let's i want to let me get back to what i was going to say so what this post i made what i meant by that is this stop being a bottom feeder i'm just gonna say it like that just stop being a bottom feeder because what do bottom feeders do they eat everything and anything and they don't care where it come from right so you know I've always wanted to say that but I've, I've been kind of reserved in saying that but I'm not going to be reserved quit being a bottom feeder you agree with that absolutely because you know when when you are when you are trying to go to the next level in your life in your business it's going to require next level strategy it's going to require next level moves like checkmate so when the lord started dealing with me on like checkmate like i'm not a chess player like i didn't know much about it that's how god deals with me like he just randomly gives me words and things i really don't know much about like checkmate and so when you're wanting to go to this next level in your in your business your career, your life, it is going to require next level moves. And, and it's definitely, you cannot be a bottom feeder. You cannot. And I see a lot of bottom feeders. 
And I, and I just want to get and say, quit. Stop. Do, st- stop. Because it's never going to take you to the next level. You know what you're going to do? You're going to look and sound like everybody else. You're going to look and sound like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And you're never going to stand out. Because you just blend in. And you're not average. You are rare. You got to remember that. You're not average. You got to remember that. So next level is going to require you to make next level moves. Just saying. (laughs) Just saying. I've been wanting to say that for a while now. I've just been a little reserved. Well, it's doing it's doing yourself a disadvantage. Oh, one hundred percent. Like majorly. Absolutely. I, when you're not showing up in the fullness of who you were created to be, mm-hmm. and sometimes that that, and sometimes I think it takes. Um, because I don't think that everybody even realizes that, that they're being bottom feeders or. No, now you're saying it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just. I don't think that people necessarily realize. They don't. And so it's like, you have to, I don't know. How do you think that you, you, I guess, I don't know. How do you think you recognize those things? Recognize what? Like when you need to move to the next level or when you are um, more staying stagnant versus, I, I mean, how do you think that you, you get, the, I guess, how do you think, how do you, you say get hungry? You get, there? you get hungry. That's how. Like that just dropped in my spirit. You get hungry. And when you're hungry enough, you know, I woke up Saturday morning with a word that was just kind of like just dropped down in my spirit. And I woke up and I sat at my desk because I that's where I, I do a lot of my thinking. I get a lot of my words is at my desk. And I was sitting there and I said, God, I am so hungry for what's next in my life. I am so hungry. I Mm -hmm. got to have more. Mm -hmm. I got to have more. And I think when we get hungry enough, Mm -hmm. we're not going to settle. We're just not going to do it. We were never called to just settle. Mm -hmm. Settling is not God's best for you. So when you get hungry, that's how you know. Yeah, it kind of lines up because... I was at the gym yesterday and I just had turned on a podcast and it was actually from a year ago, but it was, it was a Stephen Verdict one. And he was just saying how, um, more or less like the change something he said, you have to, you have to hate it. Mm. And so it, it goes right along with that. And I just listened to that yesterday. I know you listened to that. <laughs> oh, I know. And that's what I'm saying. And that's what he was saying. He said, you won't be able to change something until you hate the way it was and you hate right. You know, and so that lines up with that. So once you hate the spot that you're in, then that's when that motivation is going to kick in. Absolutely. 100%. For you to change. For you to change it. 100%. Had a conversation with somebody yesterday and, you know, in, let, let's talk about money just for a second, because it's going to go right along with what we're talking about. And you can chime in anytime. Just cut me off. Because, <laughs> you know, I mean, seriously, I'm being, I'm being serious. I know. You cut me off. But I had a conversation with somebody yesterday and let's just lay it out. Let's just be real because that's what this podcast is. It's real. It's real life. It's transparency. And as believers, as Christians, they have a warped sense of money. I'm just going to tell you that. 
They have a warped sense of it. Well, mm-hmm. most believers, I'll say that, not all, most. And they have this mentality that as believers, there's something wrong with having money. Mm-hmm. Like there's something wrong with it. Mm-hmm. And I looked at this individual and I said, please show me in the Bible where it talks about that believers aren't supposed to have money. Mm-hmm. Like, please show me that because that's a broken, that's a broken mindset that's been passed down and, and a misinterpretation of the Bible actually, mm-hmm. because, and, and what I'm getting to that, because the day that everything changed for me was the day that I said, I'm no longer going to be in this position anymore. Mm-hmm. All those years ago, now don't get me wrong, back when I partnered with God all those years ago in my business, I was going down the road. I've shared that many times, but I said, God, teach me. I don't want to be broke. I don't want to be broke. You hated it. I hated it. Mm-hmm. And from that day forth, God called something out of me. And I am not... I'm not, I don't fit in with everybody because I bring a different message to the table. I bring a message that you can break. You can break those chains off of your family. You can break poverty and you can literally change the course of your history. Mm-hmm. And there isn't anything wrong with having money. I, there isn't anything wrong with it. And so that's why I don't fit in because my message is different. And so, yes, I hated that. Mm -hmm. I hated it. I hated the stress that it brought. And it wasn't that we were, I was young in my business. I was young in it. We were, you know, obviously. But that's when I believe wholeheartedly that the script changed. Mm -hmm. I believe it. And obviously, you know, consistency over through the years compounds. It, it does. Consistency year after year just com- compounds. And now we're reaping from the fruits of that labor. But you have to get to a place where you hate it. Mm-hmm. You do. Say, I'm not going to be in this. Uh-uh. Uh, no, 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 no. It's not happening. It's not. You ever been there? I mean, let's, I mean. Um, Mm. no. Well, yeah, I mean, I have, but I mean, like, I don't know. I've always got to a point where, where we make it, you know? Well, yeah, no, and I'm not even talking about that. Like, I wasn't meaning, I'm just saying that place that you look at your life and you say, I've got, like, there's got to be more. Mm-hmm. There's got to be yeah. more to business. There's got to be more to life. There's got to be more. And I believe as long as you keep that hunger inside of you, you're always going to be searching. Okay, God, what's next? What do you have coming down the pipeline next for me? Mm-hmm. I just couldn't imagine like the ones that, like you were talking about the Christians that like imagine believing that God, what, what God expects you to live paycheck to paycheck. I uh, there's a lot of believers <laughs> out there that believe that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of believers out there that believe in, and I'm not saying all. I I mean obviously, but there uh, there are there are a lot that believe that we're supposed to be walking around with our head held hung down and our hands ringing because they believe that 
if you're not um, in lack of your faith is you like you're not relying on your faith basically that and that's the truth that's that's how they believe mm-hmm. and if they want to believe that believe it but I'm telling you one thing right now I know what the word of God says. He calls us to be the head and not the tail. He calls us to be the lender and not the borrower. You got to, you got to know what the word of God says over your life. Mm -hmm. And you got to also remember this, which that's could be a whole nother podcast because I taught a class on that about, um, building generational wealth. Mm -hmm. I taught on that about what does the Bible actually say about it? Cause it has a lot to say about it. You know, the Bible talks about money more than anything else in, in the word of God. He thought it was that much, that important. And he also, I believe that, I believe he also knew that it was going to be a hot topic. Because what gets anybody heated more than anything? Money. Mm-hmm. Money. But let me tell you one thing. This is why I said this part. It's more blessed to give than to receive. How are you going to give if you ain't got it? Mm-hmm. How are you going to give if you don't have it? You can't, right? You can't. So actually the word of God, that's quite contrary to what the, actually the word of God says. And actually when you're walking around and with a poverty mindset and you're walking around with a broken mindset, actually it's like you said, doing a disgrace. Mm-hmm. It's a disgrace. Cause I'm gonna tell you one thing who said it. Somebody said it. I can't, find that quote somebody said it that said poverty um uh um money can't buy something but poverty can't buy anything who there's a there's a famous dave ramsey no not dave ramsey no no it's, 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 it's but it I was good did you say um it's something can't buy you something but poverty can't buy you anything and I understand that you're not peace is not going to bring money, but let me tell money you what can't buy happiness, but poverty can buy anything. Can't buy anything. Yes. Yes. Money. What is it? Say it again. Money can't buy happiness, but poverty can't buy anything. There you go. And that's where I was going. It can't money can't bring you peace, but I'm going to tell you one thing. It, it, it's right up there. It is literally right up there with oxygen. And that's what Zig Ziglar had to say about it. He said, money, man, money is not the most important thing, but it's right up there with the level of oxygen as you got to have it. Mm-hmm. You got to have it. And it's, it's much easier to walk through life, not stressing versus stressing and tap into that. Somebody needs to tap into that because your business, you know, let, let's go there just for a second. We've talked about that before Douglas business and the different streams and, you know, funneling things in to your household, funneling different avenues in, because I'm telling you what, the average millionaire has seven streams of income, but actually I, you know, that's the whole general building generational class I taught on. Cause God gave me something with that, that actually that's in the word of God seven, but that, you know, whoever, however that's out there, you know, actually that's biblical. And the Bible actually says, actually, it's eight. There's, it's actually eight. And I was asking Laura, I said, Lord, why eight? What, what is this about eight? Cause your word says seven. No, actually I said eight is what it says. And that's in, um, I think it's Ecclesiastic. But anyway, so I was asking Laura, I said, Lord, what is, what, okay, what is it about eight? Why eight? 
This is what he said to me. And, and, and somebody listen to this. Somebody listen to this. Because this is how God works. Find four things that you're extremely good at. Four things that you're good at. Business. Okay, what kind of business do you have? And what I want you to start doing is I want you to think about how you can have four streams running off of that. Because here's what he's going to do. He's going to take those four and he's going to double it. And you got eight. That God is in the business of multiplying, not subtracting. You need to quote that for me, please. <laughs> and then, because God gave me that a couple of weeks back. God is in the business of multiplying, not subtracting. So you tap into four things that you're extremely good at. Four things and let God multiply it. And he will. He will. Well, and God. it's not going to come as, it, you won't have to work as hard. Because, mm-hmm. go ahead. Well, I was just thinking, it just yeah. dawned on me because God's also into overflow mm. and how seven is <laughs> yes seven is you know if you have a cup you don't uh, even know what just, you're saying christy you don't even know go ahead because if you have a cup and you fill it up and let's just say that's the seven yes the eight's the overflow oh so it's yeah when the cup overflows so and he's not he he would much rather have overflow than just the completed Amen. You don't even know because when some watch this podcast, what you just said, I literally was just talking about the overflow Mm -hmm. two weeks ago in a coaching group and God just gave me a word for them. And I said, some of you are going to be living in the overflow, overflow. Like I literally could see it like Mm -hmm. this overflow from the overflow. And what does that mean? It means abundance, Mm -hmm. abundance. Because yeah. that's what God wants for our life. Well, yeah, I mean, seven's good, but just think about eight. And th- well, that, that's, that's biblical. Mm-hmm. Let me read it. Yeah. Let me find it real quick. Talk about something else. Go ahead. I'm going to find it real quick. I. Were you finding? <laughs> <laughs> the, the scripture, scripture where it talks about eight. Yay. I, he says, yay, I say eight. Um, hold on. I have it. What am I doing wrong, Douglas? There it is. Ecclesiastics. Ecclesiastics 11 and 2. Divide your portion among seven or even, better yet, eight. That's what he's talking. And mm-hmm. I believe God gave me that revelation when I said, okay, what? why eight, Lord? Tap into four and I'm going to double them. Tap into four. Four streams into your business. Because if you have, let's think your cleaning business, all right? Let's think a cleaning business. What four streams, like you got your core, you got, let's just say your residential, and you got four streams coming into that. God gave me that picture, remember? No, you wasn't with me. Were you there? I have no I idea. I was there with you. You were there when God gave me mm-hmm. that. That was, yeah. That was, that's been a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, you think about your cleaning business, all right? You got your, you got your, your meat, the meat. Maybe it's your residential. Maybe your residential is your meat. Or maybe your commercial is your meat. I'm talking about the, the biggest part of it, right? The, the bread and the butter part, right? So you got this residential. Let's say your residential is your meat. And then I want you to think about four streams flowing into your residential. Window cleaning, carpet cleaning, um, organizing. What else? Think of something else. Window cleaning. Um, what do you say? Commercial. Commercial, window cleaning, carpet cleaning. 
organizing. You said organizing. Yes, yeah. there you go. There you go. So that's what I'm talking about. It's that easy. Think about if you have a boutique, what for, like you think about you got your main, you got this main part, right? The meat part of it. But think about four ways that you can stream into that online. Think about online sales. Think about gift cards. Think about on um, now. I mean, these things are popping up like crazy where you just hit comment sold. Mm-hmm. Do you, are you seeing those things? About no, boutique, I, I mean, it. <laughs> no, you have. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm seeing so much of it. <laughs> but I mean, so you got to think about your next move and what that's, and be very strategic about it because mm-hmm. next level stuff requires you to go to a next level mindset. Mm-hmm. Do you want to say something on that? No. You're all what do you quiet. Mean? I don't know. <laughs> you've just been rolling. Been rolling it. Well, you. I, I can't bouncing I, topics. Soon as I think of something, I'm going to say you're <laughs> onto another to topic. So. <laughs> it's all, but it all coerces back. It all funnels mm-hmm. back to the same. It really does. It all funnels back to the same. Hey, you're the one who said that this podcast was going to be. Oh, like, I agree. It's. I'm not. I'm I, fine. I was playing Pac-Man. Yeah. <laughs> I was late. <laughs> I was late to film this because uh, Doug, my husband, their dad, got me my childhood favorite game, which was Miss Pac-Man, right? And I, I mean, it's just, it's like the, it's, you know, it's, it's just like the real Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man. And so I, I was, I was, I texted you, so I'm coming. I was finishing up. <laughs> 45 minutes late (laughs) well I have a high score and your dad thought that he's gonna be my score which he didn't and he got like 27 I'm like I can I can beat that like with my eyes closed in my sleep are you kidding me right now so all right what (laughs) nothing I'm just in the silence like she's taking a minute Sometimes silence might be good. Yeah. I don't know why I think sometimes silence, even though I know that, you know, I know silence is good, Mm -hmm. especially when you're trying to like hear and really meditate, you know, on things like silence is good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm shocked to hear you say that. (laughs) It's, It's something she learned this year. That's her new thing that she's learned this year already. Do you run out of things to say? Not really. Oh, no. <laughs> she definitely did not. No. No. I'm really excited, though, about the conference. So um, are we going to or we're not filming? I know uh, many has asked if we're going to do like a virtual seat. We're not. Um, we just kind of we thought about it. No, we're not. Uh, um, we're not going to, so we're not going to live stream it. No, make it more exclusive. Absolutely. I'm so excited about it. I think I'm just more excited too about the interaction and, you know, really being able to connect with those who are coming and, uh, not, I mean, there are several cleaning business owners who are coming, but not all are cleaning business owners. So I'm, I'm loving that part about it. And I'm loving that you're going to speak for the first time. Yep. I'm loving that. So, all right. Yep. 
I'm just, we good? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Is there <laughs> anything you, what do you mean? You were on a roll and then you just stopped out of nowhere. She got sidetracked thinking about Pac-Man. I know. I did. Out of nowhere. <laughs> I, I am I mean, not I guess, ADHD. I guess <laughs> I'll, so you were ta- asking, and I mean, uh, we're bouncing way back to the beginning, so. Bounce <laughs> back? Come on. In the beginning, you, I don't think that, because I don't pray for a word or anything. But oh, yeah. The, well, I didn't go back the, to you because you said you didn't get one. Just Well, just in the last year, you know, I mean, you know this. I've just talked about, I think the one thing that has been in my heart is just time. That's And you kind of talked about that for a minute. So I think if there's anything, it's some, it's more or less time. Like how many hours you have in the day? What are you doing with it? Oh, yeah. You know? Well, yeah, yeah, because let me tell you what. The most successful person that you will ever meet literally is on the same playing field as you. We all got 24 hours in the day. It's just what they do with their time. Yeah, so it's, I mean, probably about the last, I don't know, year and a half, that's been the main thing that's been on my mind is time. I don't know if I'm taking advantage of it yet. I do for the most part, but there's always still something you can be doing, so. Oh, absolutely. And then, I don't know, like the other day I was thinking about in bed, because, you know, this is just going all in time. And Jackson has this new thing. He's been doing it for about the last, I don't know, eight months. He loves being tucked in. Mm. And we were, he hadn't asked to be tucked in yet. And we were already in bed, like asleep. We were asleep and he came in there and woke <laughs> us up. And, you know, he said uh, that he wanted to be, what's he call it? Set his blanket. He wants his blanket set. So that's his word for being tucked in. <laughs> And, you know, it's kind of like you don't want to, it was kind of, it wasn't frustrating, but, you know, we were already asleep. But then I, the next morning I was thinking like, there's going to be a time when that, that's going to be the last time he asked. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Did so. Did it like hit you in your chest? Yeah. Of course. So yeah. like you always, always do that. I was trying to look up, I can't find it quickly though, um, but it's, it was just along with that because when I came home a couple of days ago Lexi and Malachi had looked up because Lexi wanted to know like how many hours that a typical person gets in their lifetime mm. and they had looked it up or whatever and even if you live to be a hundred you still don't even get a million hours like even at a hundred that's what he was saying like you can you can't like it's just crazy that you can't you would you just think in your mind that you have so many more hours than what you really do by the time and that's that's making it to 100 that's right and you still wouldn't make it to a million a million hours in a lifetime it's pretty profound if you really think about it if you really think about time and how quick it goes and how that you know i've often thought about that we need to be lost somewhere in time and, and, and that's actually what I thought. And what I meant by that was to where we just go somewhere where time doesn't, like you, like we're not worried about the time. We're not worried about, you know, what time it is or, you know, what you have on your calendar or what you have scheduled because everything is based around time frames. And so, but if you could just get your mind to go where time, time, time doesn't matter. How could, how really could we live our life? And I understand we have responsibilities and that's not what I'm saying, but if we could just, you know, one day put the phone down 
doesn't matter what time it is. Mm-hmm. You don't even know what time it is. For like, you really think about that. And like I said, I'm not talking about our responsibilities. And I understand we have to know, you know, what time it is. You do yeah. get what I'm saying. It's like, what are you doing in your free time? Mm-hmm. That's you right. Know, when you're not, you know, at your job or different things like that. I know for me, because I do run hard through the week, you know, I'm coaching five days a week. And sometimes I will, you know, help business owners on a Saturday. If it's an emergency, I, I will. I try to protect that time, though. I really, really do. And I try to cut it off usually Friday. I don't try, like, Friday at noon just because I am, like, I'm in partying five days a week. Mm-hmm. And that's how I, I, I feel like that. It's, an, it's in partying. And in part, like, that's, ex- that is, that is, that's exhausting. And um, so I try to be very protective of my weekends. But anyway, if we could think about the time aspect of it and how valuable time is because one day it's like our time, you know, I've often thought about this too. Cause my grand, my grandpa was such a, um, a huge, uh, person in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've often thought about, you know, if we just had more time, like you said, if we just had more time that, um, what would we do with it and how would we spend it? Because one day, I mean, we're going to, we don't know what's going to be the last thing that you have to finish on this earth. Cause I believe that I do believe that I believe that the very hairs of our head are numbered. The word of God says that. And I believe that there's going to come a time in my life where my last thing is accomplished mm-hmm. on this life. And you know, I, I will go on to be with the Lord. I I believe that. So that, I guess it's just going back to that time. When will be the last thing or what will be the last thing? You know, my grandpa preached his last revival in 2000 and, uh, 2008, 2008, 2008 or 2009. One of those, he preached his last revival. My grandpa was a tent revival preacher He was, I'm not kidding you. He didn't need a pulpit. Grandpa did not need a pulpit to preach. In fact, he, that was, that was the least he wanted was a pulpit. Mm -hmm. He didn't care. He was out anywhere. He would win souls for Christ. He didn't care. His message was always the same too. His message was always the same. Christ, the love of God. Like it was, his message never changed. But I've often thought about that as well. That was his, like he had to, there was one last revival he had to preach. There was one last revival. And that's been, gosh, like I said, 2008, 2009. And I still get people who remember (laughs) this old country preacher coming in with his bib overhauls on and his big, I love Jesus. And they still talk about, his message like they still talk about him so there was one last revival he had to preach mm-hmm. before his mission was accomplished so think about that what's you never know what's the last thing you're gonna have that you have to complete and you better do it well and you better show up for it because the last thing you want is second somebody said this and we'll close with this 
Somebody, I, I, somebody said this one time ago and it never left me. They said, you know, we're not going to talk about hell or anything like that. That's not what this is about. But that's what they said. They said hell for them would be two seconds before, on their deathbed. God showing them a picture of who they could have been. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the that's also, you know, because all this stuff talking about time, that's the thing that's hard is balancing it. Mm-hmm. Going hard for a little bit on what, you know. Yeah whatever your goals are in life and then also balance and family and well, yes. knowing when to shut it off. Billy Graham, one of the greatest um, preachers, uh, I mean, he was America's pastor. He really was. He was, he, he was America's pastor. Mm-hmm. Doug and I just, we went to the Billy Graham Museum um, back in December. I've been wanting to go and we went and... Uh, they had uh, interviewed him. This was sev- this was years prior to his death. But they asked him what was the reg- what like what was your regret? And this is what he said. He said, "I wish I would have learned how to balance life and ministry, because I wish I would have been able to spend more time with my family." Mm-hmm. That was that was what that was his biggest regret. Because he gave so much to the world and to the kingdom, but his family maybe have been pushed back. Although it wasn't probably on purpose by no means, you know, because when you're following hard after God's path, you kind of get lost in that because you feel like it's for the greater good. But he said, I wish I would have spent more time with my family and I wish I would have learned that. So... So if he, America's pastor, lived to be 99 years old, 99, still wouldn't have had a million hours. Yep. So, all right. Any last words? I don't. Any last words, Chrissy? Mm Mm-mm. I don't think so. (laughs) It's been good. (laughs) This has been, it's been good. Mm-hmm. We bring a mixture of all three, life, ministry, business. It's a mixture of all three. It's what we're about. It's the biggest, it's who we are. So we thank you for tuning in. We thank you for supporting our, our, you know, our, our podcast, listening, reviewing us, um, all the things that come with that. I don't know all the words, but anyway, we thank <laughs> you so much from the bottom of our heart. We feel like we're just getting started. Like we're just getting started. There's Mm -hmm. so much. I see it. There's so much that God's going to do. So Mm -hmm. much. So we thank you. We hope that you have a wonderful week. And until next time, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.